Good morning, Oregon. It's Tuesday, May 3rd. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from New Oregonian and Oregon Live. Just four days after International Holocaust Remembrance Day, Rabbi Michael Kahana and staff at the Congregation Beth Israel Synagogue in Northeast Portland made a chilling discovery. Someone had written a death threat on the doors of the synagogue. Staff also discovered scorch marks on the ground and the doors of the building right at the entryway. Rabbi Michael Kahana said it's easy to feel like Portland is immune from hate. Quote, it's easy for us in Portland to think this doesn't happen around here, that we're free of anti-Semitism and hate speech, but the reality is it's very much a part of our world. Unquote. The Anti-Defamation League's Center on Extremism, which tracks incidents of anti-Semitic harassment, vandalism, and assault in the United States, documented 2,717 such incidents last year. That's a 34% increase from the previous year, and the highest number of incidents since the organization began tracking in 1979. Kahana said he doesn't believe this is part of a plot or plan for violence, and he consulted with police and local security professionals. The death threat painted across the outside wall of the historic sanctuary contained the German word for Jews. Clergy and staff have seen other scorch marks from small fires set on the campus, but they believe those were likely set by people smoking drugs. Oregon's U.S. Senator Ron Wyden, who's a member of Congregation Beth Israel, spoke out against vandalism in a Twitter post on Monday. Quote, hate speech and vandalism must never be allowed to terrorize Portland or any community, Wyden wrote. Two people died in traffic crashes in Portland over the weekend, including a 21-year-old man who police said was driving recklessly before he smashed into a family vehicle head-on. Andrew Bachman was driving fast and recklessly, according to police, on North Columbia Boulevard, where it intersects with Peninsular in the middle of a Saturday afternoon. Bachman was traveling eastbound in the center lane of Columbia Boulevard when he veered into the westbound lanes and smashed into the family of five driving the opposite direction. All five people were treated at a hospital and were released. They were all wearing seatbelts. Bachman had a passenger in the car who ran away after the crash and was ultimately treated and released. Bachman died of his injuries. Earlier that same day, an unidentified person smashed into a power pole near the St. John's Bridge and died. At least 21 people have died in traffic crashes in Portland so far this year. Oregon Governor Kate Brown remains the least popular governor in the country, according to another poll released last week by Morning Consult. About 54% of Oregonians disapproved of Brown's job performance, while only 41% approved of her performance. The poll reached more than 600 Oregonians. The margin of error was 1-5%. to The poll isn't the first, though, to have Brown in that position. Morning Consult had a poll in November that also pegged Brown as the least popular governor in the country. A March 2021 poll conducted by Portland-based DHM Research also found that Brown's approval rating had tanked after a year in which she led the state through a pandemic, ensuing recession, racial justice protests, violent far-right and anarchist demonstrations, and historic wildfires. The 11 most popular governors are all Republicans, according to the poll. The three most popular governors are Republicans leading blue states. Charlie Baker of Massachusetts has a 74% approval rating, Phil Scott of Vermont has a 72% approval rating, and Larry Hogan of Maryland has a 71% approval rating. It's an open question how much Brown's high disapproval ratings could hurt the chances of the Democratic nominee for governor. The May primary is May 17th. 
Coaches, players, parents, or just interested fans tired of living in the basketball dark ages will have to wait several more years for a shot clock in Oregon high school basketball. The Oregon School Activities Association, the organization that governs high school sports here, presented its executive board with a proposal Monday, but the board didn't vote on it. The OSAA is asking to implement a shot clock in the 2023-2024 school year. The lack of a shot clock allows teams that are less talented to hold onto the ball and waste time. It also leads to low-scoring games and an overall shoddy product in some cases. The majority of high school coaches in Oregon support having a shot clock, as do athletic directors. Some smaller 2A schools have pushed back against the proposal. The plan would likely include a 35-second shot clock. Washington, California, Idaho, and Montana all either have a shot clock or a plan to implement one. OSA officials acknowledge that Oregon is, quote, the last island on the West Coast, unquote, without a shot clock. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support.